EV Comply, simplifying your charge point installations. It's Friday the 21st of January. Let's see what's been going on this week in the EV world courtesy of EV Comply. This week, VW has teased an ID Buzz Reborn electric microbus. They say it's coming soon. Now, the brand has adapted the classic and iconic van for the future, complete with next-level e-mobility. Now, they tweeted on the 18th of this month, it's coming soon, the VW ID buzz we have adapted a true volkswagen classic to the challenges of modern mobility behind its aerodynamic shape hides a smart high-tech ev which will take the e-mobility game to a whole new level hashtag way to zero and we're very excited about this it looks brilliant and it's very needed in news this week, could Tesla's stocks take a slump because legacy automakers are posing to challenge the EV leader? The chief investment officer at Chicago-based Edge Fund Livermore Partners said shares could have a 50% downside in the event of an auto industry decline, whenever that may be. Tesla CEO Elon Musk built the company in a way that it almost only has downsides. The company is going to face tremendous pressure from legacy automakers who were previously behind the curve in EVs. Legacy automakers include Volkswagen, Ford and General Motors, and they are the most likely competitors to Tesla's market leadership at the moment. So watch this space. RIMAC Technology, the RIMAC Group's engineering division, will become a standalone entity dedicated to developing EV technology for the Croatian hypercar maker and third-party manufacturers. The RIMAC Group now consists of two companies, Bugatti RIMAC, which was created when RIMAC and French hypercar firm Bugatti merged last year, and then we've got RIMAC Technology. Now, the RIMAC Group owns 100% of RIMAC Technology and a majority stake of 55% in Bugatti RIMAC, with the remaining 45% owned by Porsche. Now, the technology side will expand its operations in engineering, development and production of high-performance battery systems. It's going to also develop electronic systems, electric drive units and user interface components. It will have the capability to produce tens of thousands of high-performance systems annually by 2024. And beyond that, they will eventually scale up to the hundreds of thousands. Now, you may know that the electric car scheme has launched in the UK. This is as a new salary sacrifice provider offering electric vehicles. So the scheme offers full protection to the company covering all cars. So if employees leave, whether through redundancy, dismissal, they take on a new role, you've got long-term sickness covered there and parental leave, they are all protected. Now, the electric car scheme claims that this is quite unique, although there are other leasing providers that are offering similar types of protection to companies. We have to admit this is quite good cover. Now, once a company signs up to the service, the electric car scheme helps employees select and order the best car for them. The company is also supported throughout with payroll, admin, 
and finance support and this is all offered with the brand new electric car scheme and as I say we think it's pretty good good luck to them now focus is increasingly being put on the accessibility of EV charge points and the AA is now joining the calls for improvements they did a survey of 17,302 drivers last year and found that 73% believed that charge post spaces should be wheelchair friendly 79% believed that charge post designs should consider users with limited mobility and or disabilities and 80% said there should be access to a 24-7 helpline quite strong figures there. Now, a separate survey from the SSEN also found that there are concerns for disabled drivers surrounding becoming vulnerable if their EV runs out of charge. And when it comes to the price of an EV as well, there are additional barriers such as extra costs for modifications. Now, wireless charging was suggested as one possible solution for improving accessibility at the Solar Media's Everything EV Summit back in April last year. Now, it is a technology that's being rolled out by Connect Curb, among other companies at the moment, with CEO Chris Pateman-Jones stating that it opens up electric vehicles for disabled people and it's very much needed. So the number of public EV chargers in the UK has risen by 37%. Various companies installed 7,600 new EV chargers across the nation last year. The latest Department for Transport data is for the 1st of January this year and was drawn from the charger mapping firm ZapMap. There were 28,375 public EV chargers available and operational in the UK on that date, which is 7,600 more than one on the 1st of January in 2021. It also represents a rise of around 9% from the previous survey at the start of October last year in 2021. Now, of that total, 5,156 were rapid chargers, which are defined as being capable of charging at rates of 25 kilowatts or more so that represents a 33 percent year-on-year increase therefore there are now 42 charges and around seven rapid charges for every 100,000 people in the uk that's a ratio that will need to grow dramatically in the lead up to the ban on all new ice cars now it's also highlighted the huge and growing geographical disparity between regions in the uk in terms of public charges London has 102 for every 100,000 people, which is nearly double any other region in the UK. Now, Scotland, meanwhile, has 52 charges for every 100,000 people, and that's ahead of South East with 39, North East with 36, South West with 32, and Wales with 33. Northern Ireland has the lowest proportion of charges with just 18 for every 100,000 people. The lowest region in England is the Northwest with 24, and that's just behind Yorkshire and the Humber with 26. In other news this week, Tesla's supercharger network is transforming for all EV owners. As Tesla trials opening up its supercharger stations to rival EV owners, here's what that could mean for you. So Tesla owners in the UK have already been complaining that the competition for supercharger connectors is growing. Statistics published by the Tesla owners United Kingdom showed that there are around 85 Teslas per connector. 
supercharger sites average around 10 connectors each. Now, that's compared with 69 cars per connector globally, and this is based on Tesla's own figures. Now, in the past two years, the UK ratio has gone from being significantly better than the global average to significantly worse. UK Tesla user Petit Bateur wrote on the Motor Club forum, the UK could benefit from a bit more love and attention. And the general vibe, really, from Tesla owners here in the UK is that they would be happy for all of the networks to be opened up if it meant that more money would be invested here in the UK. Now, for anyone wanting to get involved who isn't a Tesla owner, and of course you want to use the network, how do you charge your non-Tesla EV at a supercharger, I hear you ask? Well, any EV owner wanting to use these 10 trial superchargers has to download the Tesla smartphone app. Then you just simply select charge your non-Tesla, and then you have to add a payment method onto that app. But other than that, really, it should be quite seamless. Elon Musk does like to keep things simple, doesn't he? Your car has to be fitted with the combined charging system, and you also have to be based mainly in the Netherlands, as that's where it seems to be benefiting. You will also pay more as well. Now, this is to reflect additional costs incurred to support charging a broad range of vehicles. According to Tesla, although paying for a charging membership will lower the per kilowatt price of electricity, Tesla owners still get it better, though, says the company. For example, with seamless integration and preconditioning technology that better prepares the battery for charging. Excitingly, General Motors has announced plans to manufacture mobile power generators using its Hydratech branded hydrogen fuel cells. Now, hydrogen fuel cells, which use compressed hydrogen as their fuel and then releases only water vapor, have been in development for decades. Now, GM has condensed its Hydratech system into a power cube, encompassing 300 individual hydrogen fuel cells. The cubes can then be deployed in a variety of applications, including mobile generators and temporary EV chargers. The hydrogen power generators will only be sold to commercial and military customers to start out, but the automaker has said it plans on offering versions for residential use in the future. GM said the ideal application would be at an outdoor concert venue, thanks to the hydrogen generator's much lower noise profile as compared to gas-powered power sources. Another use case would involve temporary electric vehicle charging installed at locations where demand for charging hasn't yet resulted in a permanent charging station. Hydrocheck powered generators can quickly be developed for disaster relief, said Charlie Fries, who is the executive director of GM's Hydrotech division, or it can provide backup for the electrical grid in areas that are experiencing rolling blackouts. GM is planning on offering these generators in multiple sizes for a variety of uses. Each unit will put out power ranging from 60 kilowatt to 600 kilowatt, depending on the size and the use case. They also will use a different number of Hydrotech power cubes. The company's mobile power generator, for example, relies on one power cube, while the Empower Rapid chargers will use eight cubes. It's a very interesting concept and we wish them luck with the rollout. And finally, we always love a bit of a laugh here at EV Comply, and this is very tongue-in-cheek. 
A Tesla has been spotted in California with a number plate that reads LOL space oil which has highly amused us. You can check that out on our social media feeds. So that is all from me. I'll be back with you next Friday. You are now in the know with the EV world this week. From everybody here at EV Comply, you have a fantastic weekend. 